We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. And we're back. We're back from where? From a month long <laughs> uh, absenteeism from yeah. the pod. A month? I mean, it's been like, yeah, like, but well, maybe not a full month. It's the 30th today. Okay. The last episode we recorded was like the, f- was like, oh no, it was before the 5th because it was the 5th was when I went out of town. Oh, shit. Or no, maybe was it right after I got back? Anyway, I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, but it's been like a month. Okay. So, hi. <laughs> hi. I had COVID. So, welcome. I'm hot drink. No, I'm not hot drinks. We're hot. We're, this is this hot is hot drinks. Your I'm, mom is hot drinks. <laughs> Latter day Twain is who I am. I am Brother Jack Coffee. And that's Oh, it. no, we recorded since I came back from my trip because oh, we I did. talked about meeting the person on the trail and she said, Are you Brother Coffee? Oh. And then I had to explain to everyone who Brother Coffee okay. was. Okay, so, so it anyway. hasn't been that long. Everyone shut the fuck up. It's just been like 20 days. <laughs> Instead of 30. So here's a, here's a funny story about that, though. Okay. So we have this podcast. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know Sister Twain, and I don't know if the listeners know. Uh, right. But we have this podcast. Tell me all about it. We have dreams of world domination. Like, <laughs> we want to be the next How to Get Away with Murder. What's that podcast called? My Favorite Murderer. My Favorite Murderer. Yeah. We want to be the next that. Mm-hmm. But, um, A, we record talking into my phone, holding it in our hands. Mm-hmm. B, Sister Twain is eating pizza mm-hmm. while we record. <laughs> I was earlier, so no judgment. No. I just finished mine faster. God bless. Um, and C, we are very inconsistent in our recording. Mm-hmm. So we're we're making some efforts kind of on the back end to work on the Ooh. on the sort of audio quality, that kind of thing stuff. And I by like making that. some efforts, I mean talking about it but never actually we're doing talking, anything about it. At least it. Yeah. we're talking about it. We're attempting to plan a meeting with someone who can help us but not actually planning it. Right. Right. Well, I mean... Life's crazy. Sure. So, but what we thought we could do, we thought, let's let's just make a goal in August. Mm-hmm. We, like, set a time. It's literally on my goddamn calendar. Mine too. Mine like too. a repeating event. We did it together. We're like, every Tuesday, we're going to get together. Yeah. We're going to record. Mm-hmm. We're going to do at least one episode. Mm-hmm. If we can do an additional, you know, patron bonus episode, if we can just record an additional episode, we're going to. Mm-hmm. And then that way, we'll have a few episodes banked so that if, like... Something comes up, whatever, one of us gets sick, we'll have episodes that we can just post. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna just so you know, we're gonna we're gonna get around to fixing like the audio things and the and the professionalism of the podcast. But what we're gonna do first is we're gonna get on a good schedule so there's like a week, like an episode every week. So we build that momentum. Do you hear us? Do you hear that? That was the plan for August. Yeah. We put it on the calendar. Yeah. And then your son got COVID. Yeah. And so the next week when we would have recorded, I would have had to come to your house because my kids were here. But you were like, well, you can't come here. My son has COVID. Right. And you were like, oh, well. And then you went back to watching Hacks or whatever. Yeah. 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 White Lotus probably. Okay. Um, Is that the Jennifer Coolidge one? Yes. I can't Oh, it's so good. Okay. Um, And so so we did record then. And then you also contracted COVID. I did. And so, and then you had to isolate for 14 days or whatever. What what are you pulling up on your phone? CJ sent us something. Oh, I know what it is. Okay. Um, but anyway, so then you had to quarantine or self-isolate for 14 days. And so then... 10, 10. 10 days. Yeah. And so now here we are. It's like the the 12th day or something. Like yeah. you've just barely come out of isolation. Yeah. And we're recording and it's been a month and we've only done like one episode. So anyway. So here we are. So here we are. What do you want to tell people about COVID? Anything? Well, if you... Did you take the horse dewormer? Is that how you got rid of it? That's how I got it. Oh. From... <laughs> I have to tell you that when Timothy got COVID, me and two of my other children went to go get rapid tests. I don't know how I feel about rapid tests because it was the PCR test that told me I had COVID and the PCR test that told Timothy he had COVID. Right. Um, where the rapid tests come back negative. Right. Um, my workplace will not accept rapid tests. Okay, like if so you're there exposed, you go. so they must have a lower. Accuracy. Efficiency, yeah. Like if you're exposed and you have to get tested before you can come back, or if you're potentially exposed, you have to get a normal test. Is if COVID I work. even real? Just kidding. I Probably not. So okay. So anywho, I tell my friend, 
um, who invited me over because she wanted to do a Reiki session for me. Mm-hmm. My son Timothy has COVID. I did have a rapid test. It came back negative. Uh, I, I'm totally fine like rescheduling this. And she said, let's just both wear masks and I'm fine with that. About halfway through my visit. Because you're also vaccinated. Yes. Let's point out. I am So, so negative test. Right. You're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. You know, you're going to both wear masks. So the right. chances of anything seem very I'm slim. I'm statuesque. Yeah, I grew statuesque. up in Louisiana. Yes. You're a cancer rising. <laughs> I, know, I don't even know. I'm, no, I'm Aquarius rising. It's problematic. So. Why are we sitting so forward on the couch? I don't Let's know. sit back. I guess because we were eating. Oh, that's much more comfortable. Oh, that's okay. better. So about halfway through my visit with my Reiki friend... She goes, there's I, a demon in your life. I started to feel off. Oh, really? Like, massively, like, I don't feel right. Right. And I got home and got ready for bed, and it was getting worse. I woke up the next morning and felt like death. Drove myself to get a PCR test. It was so hard. I felt so miserable. So just driving was hard, um, which is a 24-hour. You get your results in 24 right. hours. And it said, detected. Uh-huh. And then in parentheses, COVID-19. Like, no shit. Yeah. Detected. <laughs> uh, SARS. I don't know. Right. Um, my... Mono. For the, for the first... Detected. Mono. <laughs> the kissing disease. Um, for the first three days, my ankles and my hips hurt. As they do. Even if I was laying down. God, that sounds awful. <laughs> I know. Um... And I just felt like I had, other than that, I just felt like the flu was ravaging my body. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like as a vaccinated person. Right. And then about the third or fourth day when I'm a little mobile, but still like a fever. I, I got up to like 101 at one point, but fever and just sweating through sheets and pillows. Oh. Yeah. Um, I lost my taste. Cool, cool, cool. And my smell. Right. And I realized that because I was craving something in my head and I went to go eat it and I couldn't taste it. It was just some texture in my mouth. Gross. (laughs) So anyway, so that was weird for like four days. That's awful. And you know, and then you hit the end of your 10 days and you know, you got to go back to work, even if you're not 100%. Right. And most people... Never feel 100% for like a month after. Yeah. Um, and you realize the people at work are just mildly concerned about you. They're really just glad you're back because... Because now they don't... Like their jobs are easier. Yeah. 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 Capitalism. Capitalism. So uh, that's that. Uh, Jack started 11th grade during all of this. Also away from the house because he didn't want to get COVID. Right. Even so though he he's like vaccinated. With a friend. Yeah. But also the basement flooded three times. Right. We had some crazy weird rainstorms in Utah. And so Jack isn't even here. Jack is still not here because the basement's not going to be done until the end of September. But he'll come back eventually, I guess. I don't know. He's my kid. Who it's knows? Weird. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, I had two shifts at work and then my regular day off was today and life's just weird, y'all. Yeah. Life's just So weird. anyway, we're really sorry that we did not deliver. <laughs> we did not, um, deliver on our promise to ourselves that we were going to record a bunch of episodes. I watched. But COVID happened. I watched Mayor of Easttown. Oh, so good. So fucking So good. good. So good. Yes. Um, you know what I'm watching right now? What? Naked and Afraid of Love. It's their new it's their new series. I didn't even know I did not have any idea that I'd heard of Naked and Afraid, like on the Discovery Channel or whatever. Yeah. I did not realize that there that there is a whole it's a whole genre. There's Naked and Afraid XL, there's Naked and oh. Afraid, whatever. There's all these different okay. versions of it. Okay. So Naked and Afraid of oh, love. <laughs> the premise is naked people oh, get dropped off on an island. Oh god. They're dropped off in pairs initially, boy girl <laughs> pairs. Although I some of the some of the the uh coming ups make you believe there might be some some bisexual women on that island also because mm-hmm. they're dropped off in pairs and then they start bringing the pairs together yeah. and it's sort of about like will they fall in love but also they're all naked the whole time. <laughs> but also you know, 
like ghosts. It's so... Ghosts are always it's naked. It's so funny to watch because you know that... I mean, obviously it's blurred out because it's on TV. Right. But you do see their butts. Yeah. But, but like, even, like, the little crease where the bottom of their butt crack is in their legs, that's always blurred out. Because just in case... Just in case, like, a little lip, a little labial lip flapped out or, like, the balls swung down. So you know there's some visual effects person at, or many visual effects people at um, Discovery who, like, whose entire job is to go through and just paint every frame where where someone's <laughs> butt crack might show through. So a few years ago, during the heyday of Game of Thrones... Uh-huh. That feels like a long time wow. ago. And what a shitty heyday that was. Yeah. Uh, Peter Dinklage and Leslie Jones did a Saturday Night Live skit. Of Naked of and naked Afraid. Of Naked and Afraid, yes. That sounds amazing. And everyone needs to go Google it and watch it right now. I just want to share one fun fact about Naked and Afraid, and then I will stop talking about it. Although, please go watch it, because it's so funny. And there is one man on it who is so beautiful that it like breaks my brain but he also 100% looks like like a total frat boy like fuck butt oh. you know, like just like you know he's just trash but he's oh. so cute God damn anyway it. there was one couple that met and it's always really awkward when they meet because it's just they're both naked you obviously like would be curious to look but you're trying not to be like a pervert and like just stare straight at the person's <laughs> junk I don't know why no one just acknowledges it and says, hey, let's both just take a minute yeah. and just look at each other's bodies because this nice is weird. Nice dick. Yeah. Um, nice business. But one couple met and they're talking and he's really uncomfortable. And then and then I don't remember how they phrased it, but they cut to her and she goes, he got an erection. Make <laughs> <laughs> it an afraid yes, of love. Of love. So like <laughs> while they're meeting, in fact... So, like, while they're getting to know each other, he gets an erection. In fact, the episode title, season one, episode one, The Accidental Erection. Oh, my God. Well, it's, I got to watch that It's the now. name of the episode. All it's right. on Discovery Plus. I know you don't have Discovery Plus, Chloe. And I, know. I was just going to say something about... But, um, anyway. Martha Stewart champion. It's the dumbest show I've ever seen, but I love it so much. Um, I plowed through the first half of Annette. Oh, yeah. I don't even want to talk You're about You're not that. even going to no, touch it with a 10-foot no, pole. No, Yeah. I uh, just don't care. I just got, don't have time. It's got a puppet baby. Yes. And it's a musical. Yeah. And it's got Kylo Ren. Right. And Marion Cotillard, right? Is that Marion Cotillard. Is that how you say her name? Oui. Anyway, I just... It's... Say what you want to say. I don't know what's going on. Here's the thing. I usually trust Entertainment Weekly's movie reviews. Mm -hmm. I don't look at anyone else's. I haven't for years. They said that at Cannes, 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 Cannes. Raising Cannes. Film Festival. Chicken Fingers. In France. Raising Cannes sauce. When I was a little girl no. in France. With some sauce. Uh-huh. Um, they said that when it's screened at Cannes, that the audience at the end leapt to their feet with a standing ovation. Right. I dare any of you to just watch 20 minutes of this and ask yourself what schedule one drugs those people were on. <laughs> here's, here's, here's what I'll say, and I have not seen the film. Okay. I don't have time for, like, some film that's someone's big artistic expression. I don't care. And, I, and I'm not, I'm like, I get it. That's why some people create film. They are yeah. creating a piece of art. And they don't, it's not about a story. It's not about understanding it. It's not about whatever. It's about some art creation that they're making. Yeah. I don't give a fly. Like, <laughs> give me a Marvel superhero movie any day of the week yeah, over yeah. someone's artistic I, voyage. I was back when uh, my gay ex-husband Gary and I had a, a closer relationship when the Oscar nominated movies would come out, he would always ask me what I've seen because he always waits to the last minute. And that one from two or three years ago, Roma. Oh yeah. Was that what it's called? Mm -hmm. But it's about Mexico. Yeah. Why was it called Roma? I don't, I have no idea. I don't have time. So anyway, he texted me and he said, did you watch it? Yes. Did you like it? Yes. Really? Well, I appreciated it. And then he was like, well, not watching that one. Yeah. 
I don't want to see anything that I appreciate. <laughs> so I just think that any movie that is so fully abstractly allegorical, like not Roma, that wasn't allegorical. Right. That was hard realism. Um, but but like Annette, and if we don't get it, it's just not for us. It's for someone else. I'm a gay man. Okay. I love all the musicals. I, I have no well, desire to see this. Fair, fair. No yeah. Desire. It's so. even got a puppet baby, though. <laughs> the puppet baby. What the fuck? Anyway. Okay. Why are we even talking about this? Are you still there, Chloe? So tonight we're going to do a top five. I just, before we say what the actual <laughs> top five is, I just want to read some of the top five suggestions I texted you. <laughs> Because I thought they were pretty good. They are, yeah. Because I said, what should we record about? And then I said, should we do something about Elder Holland? Because there's this whole hullabaloo about Elder Holland, and with that, which is actually what we're going to talk about. So we'll give a little intro. But then um, here's some of the... Um, here's some of my other suggestions. Yeah. The top five songs we cried while listening to this month because this month was shit. Mm-hmm. The top five things we're most excited about with climate change. <laughs> Our top five favorite genitals. Originally, that one was our top five favorite penises, but I thought, well, we should be inclusive. Maybe some people, other, maybe some people like other genitals. I was just trying to count five genitals on my body. Oh God, you're no. never, you're, no, no, we're not doing another one about bodies ever again. <laughs> top five things straight people do that are fucking annoying. So that's a good one. Haven't we done that one like twelve times? Have we? I don't know. Anyway, so those were some of them, and then. Um, what we decided on, well, I guess we need to give a tiny background on Elder Holland and what his talk was. Oh, God. Go ahead. This mother, <laughs> this motherfucker. Jeff Rod Holland. Who is uh, one of the 12 apostles of the mm-hmm. Mormon church. Gave a talk at BYU. Um, and basically uh, willy-nilly invoked gun violence. Right called believing mormons who um don't love the lgbtq people basically victims right of those believing mormons who march in parades right um and <clears throat> it was just very stern and very cruel and very tone deaf very uh, like he knows there's no way he does not know the suicide and suicide attempt rates at right this point. right 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 so it is cruel it is narcissistic sociopathic and it's just right right so if you want to hear a little bit more in-depth dive on the talk itself yeah. we just recorded a Twain Coffee's Guide to Leaving Mormonism, which is one of our patron bonus episodes that uh-huh. will be going up tonight. So that is for, I think it's like the third highest tier. I don't know. I have to look it up. But anyway, you one of the tiers you get access to uh, Twain Coffee's Guide to Leaving Mormonism, where we try to do a topic about something going on in, in Mormonism that month. And so we d- we do a more kind of in-depth dive on this one. Yep. But what inspired today's topic was this talk happened. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and, and then obviously there's outcries from the Exmo community just saying, like, this is so horrible. There's, out, there's outcries from gay and lesbian, you know, adv- advocacy groups. Like, it was featured in, like, the Advocate magazine. Like, it's, like, made, like, international news, this, yeah. this talk. Yeah. Um, and, and so then there's this, also this other side of it of sort of progressive Mormons who are troubled by this talk right. or who are angry about this talk or because, who whatever because they love the LGBT are dealing with a lot of their own emotions about this talk but frustratingly for whatever reason continue to be frustrated and be mad and recognize this talk is objectively bad and evil and hurtful and then go to church next Sunday and write their tithing check that month yeah. and you know, et cetera, et cetera, give their time and energy to callings right. and all of that. Right. Uh, and, and it's like, how, how do these people after Jeffrey R. Holland's most recent talk still say that they love and support the LGBTQ community while 
in defiance of one of the 12, which right. is like a tipple recommend question. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how, how, so what will it take to right. get these people to right. leave the church? Right. And so that is where our top five comes from. <laughs> the top five things that would have to happen uh-huh. for Kermos, for Ker Progmos, <laughs> for Ker, for Prog Kermos, Ker Progmos, for current Progmos who love the gays to actually take a stance and leave Mormonism. What, what, what would it take? Like if this doesn't do it, if yeah. this didn't do it, yeah. then what would be the thing that would be like, okay, I'm out? Yeah. And let me just add a little thought. Okay. <laughs> you and I have very different views on, not very different, but you and I have different views about progmos and kermos and that kind of thing. I guess. I don't know. Very different. Not yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But different views. Yeah. But I do, I just, and I pointed this out on our dummy toss too, but one of our listeners is a therapist. Her name is Allison. Her Instagram account is therapy with Allison. Uh-huh. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. One anyway, L, one L. She has really kind of set herself apart as like a therapist targeting or not targeting. That sounds wrong, but like supporting people in faith transitions, leaving Mormonism, you know, blah, 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 all these mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. Has, is creating a safe space for people going through these in Utah County, in Utah County. Um, and is doing really amazing work and is really like her Instagram has some amazing quotes and posts and thoughts and you know, whatever, where she kind of calls, a lot of this bullshit out. But she posted something that I thought was interesting and it was basically just her saying, because because a lot of us see this stuff happen and go, how do people stay? How can you keep going? Blah, blah, blah. And what and Allison just made the observation, not that that's wrong to say that, but that, you know, she's like, I'm a therapist in a really Mormon community and I see the other side of this conversation. Mm-hmm. And although there are so many people that you think are like, true blue believing Mormons that are just hanging on by like a fingernail Mm -hmm. and are staying because of their husband, they're in an abusive relationship, they're staying for their kids, they're, you know, like Mm -hmm. a million reasons that they haven't been able to walk away yet, but that, you know, that, that there are things going on behind closed doors that Mm -hmm. we don't know about. So hopefully there's a lot of those people, but there's, you know, I'm sure some of them are not. I'm sure there are people that are like, oh, that talk sucked. Anyway, how much is diving this month? Two seventy five. Okay, great. And then they just exactly. Someone on I follow on Facebook says, I love Elder Holland, but his words are wrong. And I asked Allison, what do you call that when someone is acknowledging hate speech but says, but I love that person so much. She says it's called Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. So anyway. Okay. So I, I, I am not saying that to defend anyone and where they're at or whatever. I just know that we also have some listeners who are cur- who probably are in this boat that are current Mormons. And I just want to say, like, we all, everyone has their own journey. And I, and I know there are a lot of Mormons that this was the final straw where they did decide to leave. Uh-huh. And so this is our supposition of what... What things could happen? What are the top five things that could happen that could get a lot of these people to be like, peace out, I'm, I'm out of here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Great. Right. Great. Yeah. Here's the thing, you guys. <laughs> We're poor. Both of us. Both of us are very poor. I'm a single mom. You're a single I'm mom. a single dad. I'm a single mom. <clears throat> you have a shitty ex-husband who... Okay. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, He's great. He's great, you guys. He's great. His name's Gary. And so... Um, but, but, the point but, is... But we're poor. And so we're trying to make money off of you. Right. And we do that through if tears. I, if I could make money through selling hole picks, I would. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Would you really... I mean, if I really thought there was a market for it, yeah, but I don't think there's, um, there's a market for hole picks. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway. The holes in Jesus' hands? Those picks? <laughs> the anyway, holes put there so by the we Romans. have tears, not T E A R S, the tears I cry each night as I think about how lonely I am. <laughs> but, but tears. Tears. T E I R S. Levels. Right. Think layers. Of a cake stand with seven or eight levels. Right. Tears. Or layers. <laughs> Pay. Patreon provides that type of situation. If you have an artist or or maker that you want to create, 
you want to support, Patreon is a great way to support the work they're doing. <coughs> Hi, we, gay. We do, <laughs> we do that. And we have tears. We do. We're not going to go through all the tears. We're not going to go through It'll the make tears. the ad seven minutes long. The last ads were seven minutes long and we got a lot of complaints. Just. Just kidding. No oh one my ever, God. No one ever wrote it. No one so ever wrote nervous. it. I got complaints in my heart. Just I complained no. to myself. Just no. I am my own bully. Just. <laughs> bully? I'm my own bully. Bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bully, not bully. bully. I'm my own bully. 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 Bo- oh, there you bully. go. Bully. You got it. Let's just say that the tears range from the bottom rung, which is the Lord, celestial, celestial kingdom. kingdom, to the glory of Justin Thoreau's gray sweatpants. Yeah. So. so what you do is you go to patreon.com. <laughs> Sister Jane's eating some crusty bread right now. You go to patreon.com slash hot drinks. Uh-huh. And you make a monthly pledge. Uh-huh. It can be a dollar a month, but we kind of make fun of you if it's a dollar a month. But look. It can be up to $20 a month. It, it can be up to $50 a month, adds actually. It up, and it, it helps up. us. Yeah, even if you can only give a dollar or $3 or whatever. And there are little bonuses that occasionally we deliver on. <laughs> yes. We're not yes. very consistent. Yeah, no. But we do our best. We're not, but we do our best. We and do our best. You give because you can. And for the price um, of a cup of coffee. For the price of a cup of coffee, <laughs> you can support two alcoholic single parents <laughs> as they record a podcast where they say fucking cunt a lot. <laughs> so anyway, patreon.com slash hot drinks. Hot drinks with an be, A. Become a member. You can be an annual member. You just pay once. You just and write you one check. Discount. You get a discount. You get out your checkbook. It's in your billfold. And if you become an annual member, if you visit us in Salt Lake, we will perform... Uh, manual sex on you. Just, just kidding. We won't. We can't. We can't promise that. That prostitution's illegal. Anyway, this is the end of the ad. Anyway, ads over. Patreon.com/slash/hotdrinks. Back to the episode. Back to you, coffee. And we're back. And we're back from a one-month hiatus. <laughs> This is hot drinks. In between the breaks. Would it be funny if people thought that we were just starting the episode over again? Like they thought that was the... They were like, oh, they messed up. It's the same segment from the first part. Because we do stuff like that. Anyway. I didn't follow anything you said, but that's okay. <laughs> from the first part. Segment, like if people listened to that it, segment... Just fine. Anyway, and thought that it was the show starting over. Like I had posted the first segment twice. Anyway. I, I was... So... <laughs> you, had, you had COVID. I did! Okay, okay, so... number one! Top five things that would get Kerprogmos to finally... <laughs> who love the gays to finally leave the church. If if asking for members to shoot gays with muskets yeah. didn't do it, what will? Um, Russell M. Nelson, the current prophet right. and president of the church. Who looks like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Yeah, um, poops on your face. <laughs> so is he... Gonna poop on a lot of people's faces, or is this just one individual? Just one. This is like your friend Cindy. Like, well, not Cindy. We already have a Cindy. Well, it, yeah. your friend Terry. If you just take all the progmos and have one person represent them, okay, you know. And Russell just spreads his wrinkly cheeks. Yeah, and literally just poops on your face. Wow. I think that might do it. I don't think it would. <laughs> That's what's so funny about this whole thing because. Like, kind of the approach I took, and I imagine you took something similar, is, like, what is something the church could do that's so awful mm-hmm. that people would just leave in droves? It's because a tough one. Because, here, because <clears throat> if you think of so many things, like, well, what if the church hid that they were hoarding billions of dollars that they were taking from <laughs> poor that they were literally taking from poor people in third world countries and then they were hoarding it and making money off of it and not giving any back to members. Like, what if that happened, for example? Yeah. Or what if Mormons found out that their founding prophet, who they teach is next to Jesus Christ himself yeah, yeah. in The Salvation of Men, raped children? Right. Like, what if that happened? Right. I mean, that would be wild. Yeah, Surely no one yeah. would stand up to that. So, um, yeah. So, pooping on the face, maybe. Because it's personal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right? Okay. You know? There, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything, <laughs> but there, but some people listening will know what I'm talking about. You won't. No. But there is a, there was a moment in pop culture recently that involved pooping. Really? Yes. 
And and why won't I know about this? Because I mean, you I don't. haven't consumed that piece of pop culture. Oh, how do you? Because I know. It sounds like I haven't consumed a piece of poop. Well, I don't think you've done that either. <laughs> the, our next segment is our top five <laughs> scatological kinks. Just kidding. Um, I don't know why you'd have five of them. Um, but anyway, for those of you who know what pooping moment I'm talking about. Oh my god, why aren't you just saying it? Because I don't want to spoil it for anyone oh, who doesn't know this pooping so, moment. That's so but for those of you who know yeah. about this pooping moment, I want you to picture that same pooping moment, mm-hmm. but it's Russell M. Nelson yeah. just cupping his cheeks and pulling that hole tight. And then it's someone's <clears throat> it's a proverbial Mormon face underneath. Right. If a gay loving Mormon if face there underneath. Are any progmos listening to this and don't think this is funny that we're saying this. Guess what? It is. It's it is funny. not funny that Jeffrey Rod Stewart Holland invokes muskets yeah, four times not. in a talk, right, about queer towards people. a community who already experienced a disproportionate amount of violence and suicide ideation. So anyway, that's not funny. Also, did you know, like a month ago in Utah, there was a lesbian couple that was killed while they were camping with guns. You know what? Anyway, it was in LaSalle. It was? Yes. Oh, Jesus. We have a friend who just moved there. Anyway, I don't think it's a real place. Um, (laughs) Okay, so my number one. What is the thing that would piss off the Mormons so much? And and so I'm... And and some of these I'm thinking of, like, my family members oh, who, okay. who who love and support me You're really but who love the mormons so much right what is the thing that the mormon church can <clears throat> do that would just fucking piss them off <clears throat> so bad that they would be like i am never going back to that piece of shit church yeah and here's what i came up with okay i can't wait oh my god hillary clinton gets the priesthood <laughs> so in the next conference there's nothing else they call her up to the stand yeah, there's nothing else they lay that right then and there. They're like, this is the first woman we're giving the priesthood, woman we're giving the priesthood to. In fact, it's the only, no, it, it, I don't know. I don't know if it would piss them off more if she was the only one or if then they were giving it to everyone else. But they're like, we're, we, are, we, have dis, we have received revelation. We're giving priesthood to women. And to receive the first priesthood, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> and people in my family would, who are still active Mormons would be like, fuck not on my fucking watch. Not on my, and they would storm out of the Tabernacle Square, <laughs> and they would, because they fucking hate Hillary they Clinton storm so. Out of the, because that's where all the Mormons live. They were there in Tabernacle Square, <laughs> and Bill's in the audience, and they would storm out. Oh yeah. They think my one, my brother once said that Hillary Clinton is like Cersei Lannister, so you know they hate her. Uh... Anyway, they would storm out. <laughs> And think of all your, like, really right-wing <clears throat> Mormon relatives. Oh, my God. And then Hillary Clinton gets the priesthood. When I told my dad back in... He's dead now, you know. Right. When I told my dead dad when he was alive, when, when she ran the second time, I think, uh-huh. he said, who are you going to vote for? And I said, oh, Hillary, for sure. And he recoiled. Right. And he wasn't trying to make a show. He wasn't right. exaggerating. It was a, it was a physical, involuntary response. He had a legitimate, response. involuntary yeah. recoiling. Yeah. Right. And then I was like, do you want to talk about this, Dad? Yeah. And he said, no. <laughs> Smells like misogyny to me. Number two. Number two. <clears throat> What's the number two thing that you could happen? So Rusty pooped on their faces. Yes. They're still in. Right. Hillary has the priesthood. Yeah. She is blessing babies and passing the sacrament. Uh-huh. They're still in. Yeah. What happens next? The 12 and the presidency, so the 15. The 15. <clears throat> as a group. Let's call them the hot 15. <laughs> just to keep it. In the voice of Rick Dees. The hot 15. <clears throat> they, the, a video surfaces... Of of them circle jerking. <laughs> My God, <laughs> I don't think people would leave. Really? I really, I don't think, I don't think that would rattle anyone's testimony in the least. <laughs> I really don't. So I was going to say the fifteen are seen running through the Salt Lake Temple naked, but right. then I thought, no, no, that no actually nobody happens. would leave. Well, and also like part of the temple ceremony <laughs> is done naked. People More would be like. Less. This is what would happen when that circle jerk video comes out. People would be like, that is so inappropriate to film inside the temple. No one, 
Why would someone secretly film that circle jerk session? Like they would blame the person who filmed it. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. And then, and who released the video. That's who they would blame. Yes. They would not blame the 12 for having a circle jerk jerk, jerk, jerk session. (laughs) They would blame the person who filmed it. And that was so inappropriate. And I get it. I get it if you have problems with the church. But don't disrespect the temple. That's something that's so core to our beliefs. Right. Don't disrespect the temple by filming the circle jerk ceremony. Or they would say... Do you think it's like the prayer circle? Just anyway. I mean... It would have to be in the Holy of Holies to really make an impact. But the Holy of Holies is like the room that only the prophet goes in, right? Like I don't know. The tip And like a janitor, <laughs> I guess. Or does the <laughs> right? prophet vacuum it himself? That janitor has to be set apart. Someone has to vacuum it. Um, and it's not going to be a man. Hillary Rodham Clinton. It's Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> now that she has the priesthood. Oh, shoot. We've triggered the COVID. So... <laughs> While you release the COVID demons yeah. from your body, I'm I'm going to skip my number two and go to my number three, and then I'm going to come back to my number two. Okay. Because my number th- two, my number three is related to your number two. Okay. So this one, this one, I took a slightly different approach of what it. You know, this <clears throat> this one is less about what would it take for members to leave, but this one's more like, what would it take for people in the 15 to leave? Like what would cause them to leave? And what I decided is if, if any one of them had a prostate orgasm and like, cause you know, you know, nary a finger, nary a withered, dry, milky tongue of a relief society sister has been up those powdery assholes. Never. It's never happened. Keep on my feet. No. (laughs) There has never once, (sighs) never once have those cheeks been, been probed. Infiltrated. Been infiltrated by a well-manicured finger of a sister of, a sister of Zion. (laughs) It has never happened. (laughs) And I feel like if it did, they would be like, holy shit. We've been telling people not to do this for a hundred years. This is insane. Right? Just kidding. I mean, <clears throat> I, I joke because certainly there have been gay members of the 12 who oh. have had sex with each other. Every certainly. Time. 100%. Every but, time. But it's a funny joke to imagine that if, <clears throat> if someone actually touched their withered, dusty buttholes. That something in their mind would snap. That and they, they would, would go, oh, shit. They, why yeah, it, Why have I been denying myself joy my whole life? It would be like Nemo in the Matrix when he sees the real. <laughs> what I saw, I thought of Nemo, the fish, <laughs> in the Matrix. Isn't and I was Nemo? like, what are we doing? Where is this? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. Ke- What's his name? Kenneth? Kenneth Branagh? No. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with me? You said Kenneth, so I just went with it. I, um, I think his name is Nemo. Isn't it weird, though, that Justine Bateman, Justin Bateman's parents, <laughs> named them Justin and Justine? I just feel like this is, we're going to be like, yeah, his name's Nemo. And people are going to write in and be like, his name is, his name is Jacob. Like, it's going to be something completely different. Anyway. So those are two. Do we need to take, and just to be clear, are you, are you coughing right now because of COVID? Or because of your laryngeal infarction. I think it's both together. Okay. Is that what it's called, a laryngeal infarction? <laughs> so we're going to take a little break Please. so you can get your shit together. Those of you that are also on a break, this break is for us, it's not for you. But while you're on a break, I want you to just think about that well-manicured finger of a daughter of Zion. Keep them my Going feet. up that dusty butthole. <gasps> yes. And we'll be back. We'll be back. We're back. And we're back. How's your throat? It's fine, but you know what? There's a leaf bug in my house. Yeah, the cats have brought in a leaf bug that now they're torturing on the carpet. This, so just look away because you're going to make noises. I know, I'm going to make those noises. And I want to point out that I offered to go like swat the leaf bug outside, but you were like, oh no, let them have their fun. I Even did. though you're terrified of leaf bugs. It is really... Oh my God. Watching cats torture a bug is really quite something it's because slow. the bug knows that if it moves that they will swat it down yeah but and they're both basically like taking a nap next it's to methodical it. yeah it's right evil but if it moves they'll be on alert yeah right okay oh oh, oh no oh. oh i think it got away shush 
Okay, let's just keep talking. Okay, number three. So we're on to number three. The number three thing that would get the Progmos to leave the church. The brethren, which is the 15. Right. Announce. Okay. That women can no longer get plastic surgery or wear (gasps) makeup. That would, that's true. (laughs) That would be a deal breaker for a lot of people. Because you know what Utah loves? Plastic, plastic surgery. surgery. And and listen, I don't have any anything against oh, plastic surgery. Oh, I'm going to be getting it at some day. Yeah, yeah. At um, some day. But tell us more. Tell us more about the love for plastic surgery. The, the, well, the Mormon love. The Mormon love about it is there is so much pressure about how we appear outwardly. Right. How our family appears, how our homes appear, how our lawns right. appear. Because... The idea of perfection is drilled into us. Be perfect like Christ was perfect. Right. And even though they'll say in the same breath, there's no way we'll ever be perfect because we sin every day. Right. um, There's still this. um, What do you do it when, when you do like, you know, that Greek God who pushes the boulder up the hill and then it rolls down and he just has to keep pushing it up. Uh, yes. For eternity. Sisyphus? Uh, Sisyphus. Sisyphus? I think. But that's no. like that's like the perfection. The right, perfection right, right. is the boulder. Right. Even though trying to attain perfection is literally like that. Sure. Mormons will still do everything in their power to appear right. as perfect as possible. Right. And like and not even not even blink an eye at the <clears throat> irony, which is that also the Mormon church teaches God does not look on the outward man, you know, that like, that like God looks in our souls, like the way we look doesn't matter. Like all of these things that are also part of, we're all children of God. We're all the same in God's eyes, like Mm -hmm. all these things, Mm -hmm. but on the same hand, please have lots of babies. But once you have those babies, please go get a vaginal rejuvenation (laughs) and get that vulva, just get that vaginal canal just tightened right up so that you can still have a hot, tight puss (laughs) for the husband, for the priesthood holder in your house. So, so it's a weird, (laughs) it's a weird dichotomy. Right. And you know what pro-life Mormon women would say? How dare they tell me what to do with my body? That's true. That's true. But but what is also funny there, I there's a a TikTok account. I think it's called Latter Day Labia. It's yes, the it name is. of the account. Yes. And there they sort of specialize in <clears throat> posting, um, kind of old Mormon videos. Yes. And, and like kind of without comment. And they posted one. Seventies, eighties, nineties. Right. They posted one that was a training video for. Um, sister missionaries. Oh, I saw that. Yes, one. about how they should look and present themselves and in the mission field yes. and appear, and kind of this whole idea that they should, um, you know, that they need to look presentable and professional and have hose on and and pearls and you know, like lipstick and all that stuff. And they they cite this example, which was so funny to me because they clearly meant for this to be an example of how this sister was in the wrong, but they, but it's like a mission president's wife or something. And she's like, and I was talking to this, there was a sister in our, in our mission who just didn't, didn't dress in a, in a way that presented herself in the light of the Lord the best. (laughs) And I was talking to her and she said to me, she said to me, sister, I'm not here for a fashion show. I'm here to bring people to Christ. I mean, isn't that so misguided, that poor sister? Uh, yes. Like, it was this whole thing, like, like this, obviously, this missionary that was like, no, I'm here to work. Like, I'm not here to look yeah. pretty. Yeah. Which you would think, like, okay, yeah, like, that's yeah, kind of admirable. That's like, yeah. Exactly. But they were like, I mean, but then we explained but, to her but. that unless you're pretty. <laughs> God. Okay, so my number three. Yeah. And I actually think this would work. I 100% believe this would work. So that if the sports organizations, Mm -hmm. I don't know how sports in colleges work, but I know like different universities are grouped together. There's like the... Conferences. Conferences. Yes. So if one of those sports conferences, the NCAA, the NAACP... Well, the NCAA is the National College... Athletics Athletic Association, Association, which is an umbrella for all the college okay, sports. Okay, okay. Well, so let's say the NCAA or whoever. I don't know. Again, I don't know. I don't care about these details. I know. Said to BYU, <laughs> we, because of these hateful comments and because of your school stance on these issues, we are removing your 
accreditation to play football. Like, we're removing your ability to compete in the football tournaments. Right. If that happened, there would be, like, glory holes in the temple (laughs) within a week. There would be gay marriage in the Salt Lake Temple Temple within 72 hours. Oh, our heads would spin. So fast. If Cougar football was threatened, if, 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 like... Wealthy, overweight, white Utah men could not base their entire identity <laughs> around their love of the cougars, then the entire society would collapse and yeah. crumble. Yeah. And, I, and I'm joking, but I genuinely think this would work. Like, yeah. I genuinely think that if those governing bodies of the college sports said, you can no longer compete in these tournaments or whatever they're called – because of the, your school stance, within one week, the church would have a revelation oh, yeah. that that it's okay for gays to get married in the temple, yeah. that the church loves gays, uh, that they don't know why all those people were saying in the past that they didn't because <laughs> they never actually taught that or actually said that was doctrine. I mean, maybe some people did, right. but the church itself never, never taught never. that. But I, it 100% <sighs> would it would change the whole game. Yep. Like the statistics of a whole bunch of teenagers killing themselves. Yeah. Whatever. Not a big deal. No. The no. loss of Cougar football. Unconscionable. World Un- upheaval. Unimaginable. Unhinged. So if anyone knows how to make that happen, how to make the sports governors take away the the tournaments uh-huh. from BYU, yeah. do that. We right. should do that. Yeah. Okay. Um. What's your number four? My number four. <clears throat> Hear me out. Okay. Let's go on a journey. They raise tithing. Okay. But not just by a little, by a lot. Oh, Mormons would be thrilled. If they raise tithing? Oh, yeah, they'd have a hard on so much. But, like, what if they said you now have to pay 50%? They would love it. Come I mean, on. some people wouldn't, but some people would love it. Even the progmos, though? Yes, because the progmos are the ones, like, you know, well... You know how there's the Mormons that are like, oh, you guys watch TV on Sunday? <laughs> oh, we don't. You know, like, there's like a competition <clears throat> in Mormonism to, like, be the most righteous Mormon. Right. By making up rules that, like, there's no rule in the Mormon church that says you can't watch TV on Sunday. No. But that would be an example of something that people would be like, oh, well, at our house. Yeah. It's the whole caffeine thing. Like, the church has never explicitly said you can't drink Diet Coke. But how many generations of Mormons did not allow their families to drink caffeinated right. soda. It was just as bad as coffee or Right, drinking. exactly. So anyway, so I think if they raised it, there would be people that would be like, I mean, this is what we needed to do. Yeah. Like, we are ready to sacrifice. That's all you got? They're just going to raise tithing? Yes! I thought they were going to raise tithing and like do something awful with it, like build a giant mall in downtown <laughs> Salt Lake or something. <laughs> like something truly heinous. If 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 the... If the brethren came out and said, it is a commandment that everyone to be in good standing and to go to the temple and to hold a calling, to baptize your kid, to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, pay 50% of your income towards to the church. I think they'd lose like six people. I, do- I really do. <laughs> I know that, like we've said before, but that's what's so wild about this is you try to think of the craziest thing that could happen. Yeah, and then yeah. you're like, no, no one would care. Right. No one would care. Okay, so my number four, and this just feels too obvious now. It's not even that funny. Oh. But what if they, what if they did explicitly prohibit Diet Coke and it was punishable by flogging? Like if you drank Diet Coke, yes, you yes. were flogged on the steps right. of the temple. Right. Like oh. probably some people would leave because of I'd that. I'd say, I think so. Because, because, and listen, I love a Diet Coke. Yeah. I'm a huge Diet Coke fan. I used to, when I was a Mormon, I drank it like obscene amounts. Uh-huh. And now I just replaced a lot of that with <laughs> alcohol. So it's much healthier. I'm not getting all those chemicals from the Diet Coke. Alcohol and coffee. So, right, right, right. But I still love a Diet Depending Coke. On the time of the yeah. Day. Like typically my second caffeine in the morning is a Diet Coke. Like I'll have a coffee to start the day. Yeah. And then a Diet Coke like on my break at work or, you know, something. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I love a Diet Coke. So I'm not pointing any fingers. But, you know, I'm pointing the one you finger and then the three are pointed back, back at me. At you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where's the but thumb? Pointing you know who, up to God. <laughs> you know, it's right up, right up the b-hole of one of the 12. Of just one pressing, of the 12. Just pressing on that prostate. Because <laughs> um, you know who loves Diet Coke? Mor- Mormons. Romney. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Mormons do. I can't 
<laughs> and Mormon mothers do. Yeah. Mormon ladies. With their coconut syrup. Oh, Mormon ladies in their 30s and 40s. And again, I'm essentially a Mormon lady in my 40s, so I'm not <laughs> judging anyone. But Mormon ladies in their 30s and 40s, they fucking love a yeah. Diet Coke. Here's the thing. It's like the like sucking on the teat of mother, <laughs> mother herself. <laughs> the heavenly mother that no one talks right. about. And her teats flow with Diet Coke full of coconut syrup. Here's the thing. Extra dirty. I imagine that the Mormon woman Uh who was making her dirty Diet Coke. Uh Uh-huh. FYI, a dirty Diet Coke is Diet Coke. Oh, here comes the the bug again. God damn it. A dirty Diet Coke or a dirty Dr. Pepper is just said soda with coconut syrup. I mean, there's a whole lawsuit about that, so... Are you serious? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Between the two rival So I didn't really say that. But anyway, I imagine her preparing this drink for herself. Watching the cat cat slaughter. I imagine her preparing this drink for herself Mm -hmm. and getting the catharsis of, I'm making my drink. Make it, like, yep, get like, my, like you yeah, and I do yeah, when we make when our I drinks. When I make my coffee or when I make a cocktail at but the end Mormon of the night. Mormon ladies, let me tell you. Yes, tell us. The, sorry, I was distracted by the leaf bug. The, the. Uh, I, okay, you okay. Don't even, I, you I, don't even know what you were saying. I, I can't because, oh, where did it go? It's, there, okay. it's actually in your mouth right now. The it's leaf shut bug. the fuck So. You're sitting there and you're drinking it. Yeah, and it was a relaxing process to make it and to sit down and drink it. But you're still so full of anger and hatred. That's true. And That's if true. you just You're still not little, sexually pleased. You had a little rum in there. <laughs> you would forget. Again, we're the, not... We love a ritual. We love a ritual. <laughs> I don't even know what I was trying to say. The well, cat and the leaf. Bug. I know. But I, but I think what you were trying to say is like... It feels like some when I it feels like something very kind of grown up and of the world, which I yeah. think the Mormons love. Right, like how they the, how, like drinking Martinelli's, like drinking Martinelli's on holidays. Glasses. Yeah, like yeah. sometimes for the holidays, my mother will like gift us all Martinelli's, oh, and my me and my non Mormon brothers are like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Uh, it's like at, like it's like if your mom gave everyone in the family a bottle of apple juice apple with juice. a with a <laughs> with a bow on it. Anyway. <laughs> But they, it's like that Creo brew. I feel the same way about that Creo brew bullshit. I don't even know what that is. So Creo brew, <clears throat> I shouldn't call them out by brand name because maybe they were just getting ready to sponsor us and now they're going to call it <laughs> a sponsorship. Creo brew is basically they take cacao like that you know like that you make chocolate with right. those cacao beans yeah. and they roast them like okay. you do when you're making chocolate. But then they grind them and then you basically like pour hot water through them. Like you're making coffee, but it's not coffee because it's made of cocoa beans. Okay. And so it kind of has a chocolatey, but it's kind of bitter. But anyway, it has exploded in the Mormon community oh because then you get to make like your hot, yummy beverage in the morning uh-huh. because you can't drink coffee, but Cute. you can drink Creo Brew. Anyway, Cute. Cute. anyway. It's the new, it's the new hip. Yeah. Pero. Postum. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I just, again, I feel kind of bad making fun of the Diet Coke moms because I myself am one. But I'm just saying, if the if I really feel like if <clears throat> Diet Coke was threatened, like yeah. was severely threatened, was like, if you are seen drinking a Diet Coke, like we will excommunicate you. Right. Like I genuinely think there are people who would leave Mormonism at that point. Right. Who would be like, well, that's it. I can't, I'm not staying anymore. You know what I love about that is that if they specifically said Diet Coke... People just switched to Coke Zero. True. That's, well, I don't know. I don't know that Coke Zero has the same cachet as Diet Coke. Okay. I feel like the Diet Coke drinkers, like I would not drink a Coke Zero. I would oh. rather have a Diet Pepsi than a Coke Zero. What? Yeah. Coke Zeros are gross. Oh, my God. Anyway. Oh, my God. Here's another thing that bugs me about Mormons. Please tell me. <laughs> that has nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> but I was gr- I was running a bunch of errands yesterday. And it drives me crazy when on Sundays you can tell that people are grocery shopping after church. I know! I don't know why it bugs me so bad, but I it's like I want to go up to him and I want to be like, so this rule is okay to break. Right. But the rule where you have to hate gay people is, is not okay. A-okay seven but like, days a But week. like, they don't really know what they're talking about yeah. with, the, with the Sundays thing. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Don't drink coffee, but... But don't worry about that rule about Sundays. Anyway. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, let's, do, let's do a quick break and then we'll do number fives and closings. Closings. Closings and 
glozings. We're back. We're back, and the leaf bug's still alive. We th- we thought it was dead. But it is very much alive. It's alive. That's it. The cats have taken a break. <laughs> the leaf bug has not. You know what? They took a break because we did. Right now, there's a leaf bug, like, that leaf bug's wife is like, I mean, I, he said he'd be home right now. <laughs> and it's like looking, yeah, it's like looking outside. Those yeah. leaf bug's kids are going to bed, and the mom's like, he'll be home soon. Don't worry. You know and how you can tell the dad leaf bug from the mom leaf bug? He has a penis. I mean, I don't know. I was asking you. Oh, no, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. He has the priesthood. <laughs> priesthood. All right, number five. What's the number five thing that would drive the progmos out of the church? They're like, we love the gays, but it's fine that the leaders keep saying to shoot them. Right. But then this thing, this is this the straw. Thing, okay. Right? Yeah. I was going to say something like really Handmaid's Tale. Like right. They start hanging people right hanging corpses outside the temple right but i went with they command all the members that they can't watch star wars anymore (laughs) with like a real severe consequence like the diet coke because i feel like because here's what would happen (laughs) if they just made that commandment yeah the progmos would all be like well Well, but like I have my own right. relationship with God and it's not up to you to define my relationship with God. And yeah. so like if if in my house we want to watch, like they would find a way to justify that. So here's the thing. But like, if the church is like, we will hunt you down. Yeah. We will send sister missionaries after you. <laughs> they will hunt you down and kill your so, family. So, <laughs> so here's, here's, here's something I want to reference. I have a friend, an acquaintance <clears throat> who is very Mormon. And very supportive of the LGBTQ community. Uh-huh. And yet she won't say Mormon. She will say the Church of Jesus right. Christ of Latter-day right. Saints every right. single time. Right. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day right, Saints. Right, right, right. In my church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Da, 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 da. The doctrine of the Church of Jesus Christ. Not Mormon doctrine. Right, you right, know. right. And what did Russell M. Nelson say? That Satan would laugh. Satan laughs if when you say, we say Mormon. Mormon. Yeah. So do you think... Satan laughing would be enough? No. Uh, no. Because again, like, I mean, here's what it really comes down to. Like, I know we're kind of joking about this, but here's what it really comes down to. For a lot of these progmos, they have been they have been doing these gymnastics for decades. And so the church can say whatever it wants. Right. And the progmos are gonna make that make sense in their own life. Right. There's no teeth to it. Well, what if they what if they made it one of the temple recommend questions? Are you did you get rid of all the Star Wars DVDs in your house? That I I still because it's the same thing when that like one of the temple recommend questions is do you support any organization that's in <clears throat> opposition to the church? And I feel like if you like march in the pride parade, you truthfully cannot answer that question honestly. So how the progmos justify that is I don't because the gospel of Christ is the gospel of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so that's is, the thing is I feel is like Star Wars the only if of love? the sister missionaries are hunting them down and like <laughs> slitting their throats in the night <laughs> would they maybe consider changing. Right. Because they they and and I say this because I was one of them. Like they do this stuff in their sleep. Like make this all make sense in their yeah, sleep. Yeah, they do. So yeah, it doesn't do. matter what changes or what the church says oh. or or you know they they'll do all the gymnastics and make it make sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe that one doesn't hold any water. Well, no. I mean, I think it. I think you're. I think you're absolutely on the right track. I just think, <clears> like <throat> I said, there has to be some teeth behind it. But that's why, in all, this is what I was saying earlier, and then I got sidetracked. In all reality, that's often what it takes for these progmos to kind of find for to finally click. Like they have a queer kid. Or they have a friend get excommunicated who, you know what I mean, for their mm-hmm. beliefs. Or they themselves get threatened with excommunication because of things they're saying. It's like it's like these severe things have to happen where they go, oh, the church has never been on my side. Yeah. Those are the things where, where finally there's some clickage. Yeah. Because, it, because, like, because literally the prophet can stand at a pulpit and say that you should take up muskets against queer people <laughs> and, and can say, let's not confuse acceptance 
Let's, how did he say it? Let's not confuse love and acceptance with condoning or something. Or advocacy. Or advocacy, yeah. 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 Like, like actually counseling members of the church not to love and support other people. Like they can hear those words come in their ears and they can go, God, that's awful. Anyway. Yeah. Got to get my Relief Society lesson ready, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm going to be honest. When I wrote my number five, I was plumb out of ideas. So I just thought of the most ridiculous thing I could think of. Great. So all garments become crotchless. Oh. So they no longer have a crotch. Okay. Have I ever told the story about the crotches and the garments and the Portland Temple and the crotches? I feel like I have. I wasn't going to tell. This is not my point, but I'm going to tell this story really quickly. Okay. So my former mother-in-law used to insist that when the crotches in your garments wore out, you could go to the distribution center and you could get additional crotches. Yes, to sew in yourself. And you could then just replace them. Yes. Because often the garment itself, which is made of like poly nylon, is fine. Uh-huh. But the crotch, which is cotton, has kind of worn right. over time. Right. So, and and my ex-wife and I, Tisha, were like, what the fuck? <laughs> But she was like, no, you can just go get more crotches. And oh so then one day, we, it's when we lived in Oregon and we were visiting the Portland Temple. I don't think we like went into the temple, but we were just on the temple grounds because it's a very lovely temple grounds in Portland. Mm. And we, she went, I just remember we, there was a little kind of distribution center window. Like it wasn't even like a sh- shop that I remember. There was kind of a little window you could go up to to purchase, you know, garments or temple clothes or whatever. And she kind of went up and stuck her face up to the little like microphone that you talk through. And she's like, do you have any crotches? Oh my God, oh my God. And the, and the funny part was the lady working there knew what she was talking about. I was oh. like, no, we used to do that. We don't anymore. <laughs> and she was like, oh, that's such a shame because you could just stitch a new crotch in. Uh. Anyway, that's not what this segment's about. So the, the prophet gets up at the next at the next journal conference. He says, we are making some changes to the garment. The first change is it will no longer have a crotch in it. So your business will be feeling the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Number two, we will now be calling them slut bags instead of garments. <laughs> so they will be called the slut bags of the Holy Priesthood. <laughs> amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And, that's and then don't you, don't you think some people would leave? Some people would be like, the slut bags. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And they would, and like the crotchless thing, yeah. they would be like, I could wear this weird underwear before look, and it was fine. But now this feels like a bridge look, too far. This kind of thing holds water because the things I was thinking of was like well what if they said women can't speak anymore when they're at church right like they can't talk the whole three hours no no that nope, wouldn't most people would be fine they'd be okay that, with there that there would be there would literally be women on twitter pragma women on twitter tweeting about the sacredness of silence yeah oh yeah and oh, yeah. how and what a blessing and how the ble- and how they find how they've really truly found their voice by not speaking anymore <laughs> And how much closer to God they are. And they would feel cherished and protected. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. So, so yes, that's why I went with the slut bags of the Holy I Priesthood. Mean, I mean, I can't believe that's what you came up with when you said you were plumb out of ideas. Because <laughs> that's kind of brilliant. So, anyway. What if they, what if, what if they did, what if they said crotchless and they will come in purple and red? It red would people would be out because that's the U of U's colors. Like, th- like there would be a like if they if they came out. No, I shit you not. No, I, you yeah. know these men. I know. You know who these I men do. are. I do. Like if they said the garments will now be red to represent the blood of Christ, there would be people who would refuse to wear them because that is the color of the University of Utah, which is their, oh my God. which is the opposed opposition of their beloved Cougars. Oh. Like, that's their whole personality, is yeah. the Cougars. Yeah. Go Cougs. And they have the season tickets, and they go to all the games, all of and them. they say, go Cougs, and they <clears> have <throat> the BYU frame around their license plate, and, oh, God, I hate them so much. Um, okay, so anyway. Well, this was So great. our point is. What is the point? They're not leaving. No. <laughs> they're all staying. <laughs> they were just They're all staying. Stay. They're all on their own faith, <clears throat> their own faith journey. It's like a mental parasite. And hopefully Allison's right, and some of them are hanging on by a fingernail, and we just don't know it. Yeah. But, but a lot of them are not. Allison, I want a list of names. 
We want names. <laughs> we want you to come on the pod and read names and wards. But seriously. Of who these people are. I. Alice would have never. She's a con- consummate professional. I cannot. In conclusion, I cannot wrap my head around the people who are staying after we are just barraged with these hate speeches. Yeah. Barraged. Yeah. I cannot wrap my head around it. I cannot wrap my head around it. Did you hear me say I can't wrap my head around it? And what I, what, the thing that continually gets to me is like, we get it. You hate the fags. Like, we know. I know. You've been telling us for decades it's that you like hate us. It's like they want them to keep dying. It, well, it's just, it, it really okay. is insane to me because like, you just think if there was a person in that room with a brain or like a PR person or something, something that would just say, listen, this ship has sailed. Yeah. We are not winning this fight. Like, like the vast majority of the country supports gay rights. Gay marriage is legal and is the law of the land. It yeah. is not changing. Like this ship has sailed. And every time you bring it up, all you do is hurt people and alienate people and, and lose membership. Yeah. Right. And like, and that's what's that's what's so mind blowing to me because we all know deep down that the church is just a big corporation. Right? How is there not someone that's saying when you give this speech three months later, when you give speeches like this, you know, forty eight days later, we see a twelve percent drop in tithing income. Like you know, they know those numbers. Right? right? You know that someone knows. Like here's how much tithing comes in monthly. Yeah. These are the things that affect tithing. Yeah. Like, you know, they know that because they're, I mean, that's what big giant corporations do is they know where their money's coming from. Right, right, right. So how does someone not say, if you give this speech, we will lose $700 million in tithing in the next 18 months. Like there, someone knows those figures. And in the writer's room, they're just scratching out yeah. lines and phrases. Yeah, and then and they're phrases. just like, well, but I really hate the gays. But yeah, I really, yeah. I really hate those dumb exactly. fags. So I gotta say it. On the other- <laughs> I appreciate your input, but have you? They put their dicks in other people's buttholes. I cannot let that stand. The other side of the coin, though, is when they have enough money to end world hunger sure right why do they give a shit right because yeah right so they could they could not receive tithing and a single dime of tithing and spend a million dollars a day and uh they would have they could exist for hundreds of years i'm sure someone do the math someone do the math guys it's a call but really they're just like but I just, I just, I just, I don't think, I don't think people know yet how much I hate gay people. Right, right, right. I just really want to make this clear. Yeah. Anyway. Well, have a nice night. So. Morning, we're, day. We're back. We're, we're You're we're, going to get a fresh episode every week. T- tomorrow. We're back, we'll, y'all. Tomorrow I'll get diagnosed with cancer. <laughs> oh, God. Much like a dear friend of ours, Cindy. Yeah. <clears throat> you guys, Cindy has cancer. Cindy wants to be on to talk about it. And Cindy gets mad at us every week when we don't bring up her cancer. And then when I say, okay, we're ready to have you on, she's like, but I'll just cry. <laughs> but everyone, Cindy has cancer. Yeah. And it's real bullshit. Yeah, it is. And it sucks. And we love Cindy. Yeah. But Cindy, come on and talk about your cancer. And we'll say lots of inappropriate things and make fun of it. Right. Like uh, how what I've already planned for her funeral. Yeah. We're already planning it. And she's, gonna... not, she's not in stage. No. We're just we're just going there because of who we are as people. Right, 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 right. No one has said she's dying. Oh no, 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 no. not at all. Not no <laughs> doctors have even said that. But we are like, I'm so sorry, you're dead. Right. So anyway, um, but yeah, Cindy has cancer. Cool. Well, and I'm so glad we're we... n- we're never gonna record again. I'm glad. <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> all right. Well. Okay. I appreciate you, brother Coffee. I appreciate you, sister Twain. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Oh, anyway. Bye. Fuck them, Quorum.